Leaping forward bionically. Truck Jules. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B. In the house today, we have Shayna. Hey, what's up? Jer Palapo. Hello. And a special guest visiting us in house, Audrina. Hello. Hey. Hello <laughs> for you all. Low key, it's <laughs> Uh, we have an awesome action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We are talking WWE Evolve. Yes. And, and I forget the second rules. thing. Extreme Rules. Thank you. Extreme yeah. Rules. And, of course, we are going to hit you with the good stuff. By that, I mean Catch-22. Actually, that that was the worst intro I've ever given. <laughs> <laughs> Made no sense. Catch-22, the new uh, Hulu show, Hulu miniseries by uh, George Clooney all people and then we will wrap up with frankenstein's monster monster, monster frankenstein <laughs> yo why the title so complex why, why is it? i love it yeah. uh but this is the uh, david harbour if anyone's familiar with him and i know we all aren't uh david harbour is the dude that plays uh sheriff hopper in Ooh. stranger things and that's really what's brought him into the limelight also, he was the new um, Hellboy. Yep. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So this is his pet project. We'll see how it fared in just a little bit. But now I'm going to kick it over to Jay Palapo for this man letting us know what... I'm sorry. This may have sucked it. I'm giving it yeah. like this really... Yeah. Like, intense... Do your thing. Yeah. Uh, he had two events broadcast last weekend. Uh, one was uh, Evolve's 10th anniversary show. Evolve is not a WWE company, uh, but they broadcast their show... Because uh, they got some competition on another channel, basically. Uh, How does that work? Do they buy another existing no. property? No, they just. I think they just work closely together with them, and then just you know, we're like, hey, let's broadcast their, your 10th anniversary show. Uh, we'll showcase a few NXT guys uh, that we can just put on there, have them do some matches. Oh, so, how convenient! Yeah, it's some good uh, cross branding, and it was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not if you're not familiar with the indies, there's smaller companies that aren't. What WWE does, so it's it's very it's less polished than what a WWE product normally would be, mm-hmm. uh, and the, that go, comes across in the production, in the wrestling, and the the characters. But the matches were good. It was a fun event. Uh, you know, a nice like two and a half, three hours or whatever it was. Nice way to spend a Saturday night. What are the highlights, man? Because I mean, oh, yeah. it was a nice bit of wrestling. The yeah. end. Like, well, yeah, that's what the wrestle dance for, Pat. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Go ahead. <laughs> are you taking my content? Your second Pat. show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll say the three. Uh, yeah, three best matches that they had were um, one featuring an NXT and 205 Live wrestler. Uh, one was Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak, uh, fighting a very uh, submission based roughhousing kind of match that was amazing. It's kind of like an MMA type yes. grapple fest? Yeah, yeah, very grapple heavy. You like, don't really see that in like anything promoted by WWE. No, you something. don't. It was very special and it was very. It was a really good uh, event. Yeah, event. Alright, this wasn't two, like, two sweaty dudes on the, on the ground hugging each other. Yes, so yeah. There's some audience that would love that, but probably not the general WWE yeah. crowd. Right, and then they, they eventually builds up to being a bunch of slamming and throwing around. It's good. Good All stuff. Right, cool. uh, the main event was Adam Cole versus Akira Tozawa for the uh, NXT Championship, mm-hmm. and that was a little bit more of a standard WWE match, but it was very good. Two very talented guys uh, who were smaller, faster, throwing, uh, throwing their weight around to really throw some hard strikes. Uh, yeah, good stuff. And then the um, another standout, I gotta give a uh, shout out to Anthony Green versus Josh Briggs, who are two guys who like. 
aren't going to be familiar to anybody who watches WWE, but uh, they are indie standouts. They're in Worcester for Beyond Wrestling pretty much every week. Sunday Night WWE proper had their Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Uh, Extreme! Which, yeah, where the rules are... Well, there's no there's, running in the hall! There's, 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 there's so to many, your food times! There are more rules than normal. <laughs> Brush your teeth before bed! Which was, uh, you yeah, know... Be kind to your sister! I'm sorry. Five hours if you count the pre-show. Um, Jesus, too. Wow. Yeah. It's like an all-day thing. Yeah, yeah. personally... Hope I, the food is cheap. Yeah, well, personally, I got, <laughs> I got home halfway through it, watched it, and then watched the first half, like, Tuesday night. And that's how I would recommend people approach this. Uh... Okay, so that yeah. first half was just like a snooze, or it was it was good. It's just like it's just a lot to take in, mm -hmm. just a lot. You know, the, I think um, probably the best match of the night was uh, if you want to go out of your way to find something, Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman in a last man standing match. Dude, that sounds dope. Yeah, it's a match where uh, you gotta beat your opponent up so hard that for a count of ten, mm -hmm. and they fought all over the arena. They're, they threw each other through merch stands and stuff like. Mm -hmm. it, very good. Lived up to the extreme rules. Uh, the the idea of the extreme rules. Okay, see, that's so, what I'm talking about. Yeah, so you get two like gargantuan, yeah, you know, goons of men. Um, it's like 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 Juggernaut versus the Rhino or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like big ass. I feel like they still sold that merch afterwards. Oh yeah, <laughs> like get the merch they landed on. I'm sure that was like a merch set at the end that they set up specifically for it, and then oh, they no, brought people out, and then you know, but. I mean, I would it's buy like, that merch. Like, who's selling t-shirts on a breakaway table? Yeah. <laughs> but, ooh, ooh. look at his face imprint on yeah. this t-shirt. You know you yeah. want it. I'll pay an extra ten bucks for a shirt that has somebody sweat on it. Sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, good times. Uh, the main event was uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins versus uh, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans for the... the WWE women, Raw Women's title and the Universal Championships mm -hmm. and it was fine. There was a lot of, uh, lot of it was good. It was good for what it That's, was. Damn, okay. Yeah. Alright. Like, you mean just, a just, like, well, I mean, it's a combo match. Dude, yeah. Those are usually like the shiz. Yeah. They, and, like, the way WWE does it, though, is the women can't attack the men and vice versa until that happened. It was, it was confusing, mm -hmm. basically. It was like, there are no rules. But they still have to tag in and out like a tag match, and the women can't hit the men and vice versa. So it's like, so if like you tag in your female partner, the uh, other female has to tag, tag in, in too. Yeah, which is uh, kind of annoying. But you when know. she's like on the side tying her shoe or blowing a nose yeah, or something, exactly. you gotta wait. Ugh, I'm yeah. gonna get you in a second. Yeah. <laughs> so like the rules broke down, and that's when it kind of became fun, and uh, eventually. Uh, so they did break them. They did attack each other. Yeah, regardless. yeah. Becky Lynch took uh, Baron Corbin's finisher, mm -hmm. which is cool. Um, and then yes, seeing a woman get yeah. slammed all over the place. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, and but she held her own too, so it was good. But okay. um, and then the event ended with Brock Lesnar coming out, cashing in his money to the bank contract, went yeah. to become the champion again. Wait, now was this worthwhile? Because I remember folks were real heated when he came out and pretty much just like you know backhanded the whole integrity of yeah. the money in the bank last time. It it was it was a bummer to watch for sure. Um, yeah, he came out, he beat up Seth Rollins after the match, which is the normal way people do the money in the bank thing. They yeah. can cash in whenever they want. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then I, well, that was that event, and that was fine. But then, uh, but then watching the set, the first half on its own, mm -hmm. that ending with the Braun Strowman, uh, Bobby thing, worked out a lot better. But I would say, all the wrestling throughout, very good. 
you know, just the pacing of it is just a lot to take in. Yeah, sometimes they're not the best at that. Yeah, it's, I mean, you, you do like, what, it was, let's say there were like 12 matches-ish. Mm-hmm. That's asking the audience to like get hyped at the start and end of like, like 24 different times, yeah. Well, I want you to actually, actually no. I, I, they, I know they don't do this because you've been there live. Yeah. But I was gonna say it'd be uh, tight if they like swapped out audiences. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we're bringing a fresh audience. We need more energy after this after this commercial yeah. break. If they ran the same event in two different arenas or something like that, or two separate nights, it'd probably work out better. But dude, could it? Well, probably not because they're actually like hurting themselves. Yeah. But I'm gonna say. Could it be like that Chris Rock special where he did the exact same yeah. material in three venues and they just like cut in between them? And yeah. if you didn't see his his like clothing change, you'd you would never notice. know it. Yeah, yeah, could they been... could do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. and take them all separately. But I don't know. So there's still contact and it looks like a clean hit, but you know you're not getting as big an impact right. as you would have. Full cool conversations of Monument to how you missed that joke about a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah. it's WWE Evolve. Yeah, and. Extreme rules. I, 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 forgot, I forgot already. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, both thumbs up. The evolved one gets a higher thumbs up, though. If that's possible. Yeah. Cool. All right, dude. What is the next uh, pay per view coming up? It's the biggest party of the summer. SummerSlam in August. Oh, uh, yeah. snap. The second biggest show of the year. So we'll uh, see how that turns out. All right. Yeah. Okay, so now, Catch 22. This is the new Hulu miniseries uh, produced by George Clooney. And, dude, I am really surprised that this man has been able to, like, build up so much, um, like, positive cachet as a producer, not just an actor. Because I've known him for so long as an actor and, like, a pretty face. But you know how people like George. And the Clooney name has been around since, like, essentially World War II, as you heard his aunt singing <laughs> in the... <laughs> okay, now, is that, is that, was she really around back then, or was yeah. that... Okay. See, the movie White Christmas, the... that's her. Which yeah. you call it's where the song White Christmas comes from. Uh, I'm dreaming of White, White Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. The version with Ben Crosby, that's where that comes from from that movie. Mm. Um, this is not White Christmas. Not at all. But George Clooney's in this mother. Not a musical. Um, no, it's not a musical. <laughs> Dude, this can't be a musical. This was like I mean for, it could I, be. I was not prepared for this. I yeah. was not ready. <laughs> no one told me like this was gonna be raw at times. I this mean, was gonna war. be gory. Yeah. The show centers on Yasarian, who's a soldier. Yo yo. Uh, yeah, yo yo. He's in a he's a what, an air bomber? He's World a bombardier. Yes, bomb that's the word I'm looking for. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. and he's, he does not want to be in this war. No. Uh, he joined the army because he thought that the training to be a bombardier would take so yeah, long. Yeah, no, that he, he was joined the be, Air Force. But yes. Yeah, like, he thought... He didn't think he was going to be in combat, but now he has to fly a certain number of missions before he can go home. But mm-hmm. the command keeps raising the number of missions he needs when he's, like, he's, like, two away, and then it's like, now you got to do 35. And it's like, well, now I have to do six more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just gets... It just keeps yeah, happening. Yeah, and the whole thing's a farce and, uh... Sorry, yeah, satire of war, basically. Yeah, now this is based off of um, not just an old movie, but an even older book. Yes. Uh, so I'd never read, I'd never read the uh, the book, and I'd never seen the movie. So I've never seen I knew the movie, of... but I've read the book twice. So yeah, that's the thing you said twice. No yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. after after watching this, I'm like, mm, I couldn't handle this, like you know, <laughs> page page by page. And then, from what I understand, like the show still stays kind of in relatively light place even though they're hitting you with like all this yeah. like switching between like dark and comedy and dark and comedy but the book just gets to it now tell me if that's true or not yeah. the book just gets like depressing 
to it. Still tries to end on a high note, but just gets. I mean, hard I feel wrong. like the, in print that kind of thing yeah. is easier to make light because you can t- turn certain certain turns of phrase can like cushion the blow, and also you're not visually seeing right. these people die in these horrific ways. No, what I'm getting like, at is the book yeah. goes darker. I don't is think that... it really does. I don't. I. Okay. I. Right. My feeling of the book was that it's like it's more. The farce comes out much stronger in this. Like I think in the show, uh, there are parts that feel very serious, like the gore, and then there are like conversations where people are just talking in oxymorons, and it's like, oh, that was very funny, and then it's gory. But I think because, like it, you said, it's text, you're not seeing it. It's uh, it's much easier to gloss over the more gory elements of the story, basically. Mm. So maybe that was always in there, and we just yeah. didn't like really process it until it was brought to light by this show. Yeah. Which I mean, I've seen them. I've seen several Hulu shows. I don't recall many of them going to the level of like just showing. Just, <sighs> just this. okay. Like again, for well, I don't for lack for fear of overusing the term gore because yeah. I can't really uh, think no. of a better way to say it. No, like, when there's were, entrails like, involved, that is gore. Yeah, that is what that dude. is. Yeah. Gore is the inside stuff becoming outside stuff, mm-hmm. and we all can see it. Yeah. <laughs> But the other folks They're that popped fine. up in this, Kyle Chandler, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is an actor. Actually, we've seen a lot more of him than I remember recently, like over the last uh, few years. Like in the last five years, I've seen more of him than I have in the last like fifteen. I I love that. Always though, I keep remembering him from his um the brief cameo. Well, not brief, but he had a cameo on um, Grey's Anatomy in like the first season, like. Yeah, it's either the first or second season. It was the episode with the bomb in the patient, and he was one of the bomb disposal guys. Oh, and every time I see him, that's all I ever think of, even though I've seen him in a thousand things. Since was he the guy sneeze and set the, set the bomb off? Yes, he totally dies in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> they actually bring him back for another cameo a they, couple they, scenes they, they later. They bring the pieces but... of him back in a suitcase. <laughs> no, it's the main character an out-of-body near-death experience and she's like seeing all these like patients of hers who didn't make it mm-hmm. and he's one of because he just because that was a big moment in her life mm-hmm. so like all these people are just like they're dead and she's like on the cusp of dying and they're just interacting with her and she's deciding whether or not she wants oh. to live it's a whole thing Grey's <laughs> Anatomy did a Metal Gear 3 that's, 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 that's ridiculous but yeah. And Metal Gear Snake Eater, that's one of the things that, you know, towards the end you start seeing everyone you killed in the game. Mm. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy. They took that from Grey's Anatomy, y'all. Uh, um, but no, Kyle Chandler's a dude I know from, if you remember, Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Yeah, he I was the... I don't remember him in there. You don't remember him? He was big. He had a big role. Oh, wait, he's the FBI agent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, yeah, he didn't oh, do it. Oh, yeah. No. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. All right. All right. He was just in the two Godzilla movies. At least, at least the last one. He was in the last one. He wasn't yeah. in the. He okay, was in, I can't uh, remember who was in. No, they killed yeah. Brian Cranston. He right. Was... Um, but yo, Hugh Laurie's in this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Doctor like, House. Another doctor. Doctor. Another person people didn't realize was British. <laughs> yo, he did that accent very well, though. I mean, he that's. Did. Yeah. Oh, I love his house accent. Mm. Yeah, one of the directors on staff on House didn't know Hugh Laurie was British. Wait, does, did he use the? Did he use the uh, the accent like uh, when the cameras were off too? Um, not always. Sometimes. Why do you work with a man and just like? He's just like code switch. Wait, let me get a sponsor of tea. You're gonna die. I'm gonna well, tell to you. Well, to be fair, it's probably easier to keep talking in the accent than having to go in and out. Oh, maybe that's yeah. yeah that's a good point. That's probably right. This dude sitting up there. Okay, so I'm gonna go to the bank real quick. I love that most people don't realize he's a comedic actor, right? Opposed to a serious actor. Yeah, he started with um, what's his name? Stephen Fry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, they had Fry a and Laurie. 
Fry and Lori. No, no you don't see. I, I, I can't say it. It sounds like Sly and Robbie. Or Lori and Fry. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Sly and Robbie to me. So it's like you know. Yeah. Well, you know, comedy <laughs> duos are a big. I want thing. you to imagine Hugh Laurie just getting up on a reggae stage. <laughs> yeah. um, He's got a blues uh, music. I, career, yeah, actually, so. he does sing yeah. and play the piano. Yeah. Bullshit. No, nah, what? Yeah. Yeah. Doctor House. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes he plays. He like, did it on the show. I didn't watch the show. He plays like <laughs> sometimes he'll play like the Wilbur or something like that. You know, go watch House. He's, he's, he's been to Boston, no kidding. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm learning so much today. Yeah. Actually, all right, cool. Well, good for him. He so, didn't sing in this. Reggae's just like four no. steps away. It's right. Yeah, yeah. It's right there. Right. Yeah, there's just a lot of people in this show, though. Like, yes, yeah. there is. Lots Dude. of people I recognize. It's a massive cast. Mm-hmm. And the story itself is one that I thought was really well acted. Mm-hmm. And having not known the book. I think I shot myself in the foot because I was not ready for this. I thought uh, from the trailer, all they show you is the comedy. They don't show you any of like the harder like war yeah. moments. Yeah, well, any why the would they show despair that? Because if you're into war epics and you see George Clooney's name, you're like, okay, I'm gonna see some. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna like affect me here, and I'm ready for it. But that's I not the kind of that... story this is. I think if no, you're doing the... like the, you know, the the glory of war, like movies like Tortora or um. Uh, dust boot or something yeah, like that. That that's more. That's, a, that's those are more serious stories and the reflection of like the people that they show. They're going to be, you know, idolized a little bit because it's like ooh these heroes and and World War Two in general is kind of idolized. So yeah, it's glorified to this. I mean, to this day, they literally called themselves the best generation, the greatest. They're, they, yeah. they, they're yeah. the greatest. Like wow, okay. Mm. I'm like fair enough. You stop. You stop Nazis, but what are you doing now? Yeah, it's like, when were you born? 1973. I mean, okay, your generation's fair, just okay. They're dead, but for the most part, yeah. those people are dead. Yeah. Really, what you need like, to look you at born? is 1981. their children. Okay, your generation's I. Don't you love that the before you though, the generation they was okay too, but the greatest generation. <laughs> Think about it. The baby boomers are the children of the greatest generation, right? And they're the ones opening the door for Nazis again, <laughs> which. Talk about shaming your parents. It's a bad full circle to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, say, I say we start calling ourselves the greatest generation. Just throw it in their face. You know what? Now nah, we the greatest. What you want? All right, you want? You want? You want scrap for it? Because you are ninety six. <laughs> I got you. Uh, they come with that old man strength, just like one hand. <laughs> oh man, this. There was. There's so many moments in this show, though. Like I, that either had me going. Ooh, or um, just laughing unexpectedly. When they I really like the way they talk, the um, dialogue, the way everyone talked to each other. And mm. man, I love the way Yo-Yo talked. Cause he was like, he seemed like the only person who was making some sense most of the time. And I was like, see, in this situation, I'd be him. Yeah, that's a rare thing too. It's like, <laughs> you always get either the character we're following is completely crazy, like batch, like you wouldn't believe. Or they're the ones that are only the only level-headed, you know, so and so, and everyone else. Completely level-headed. Super traumatized, but he's honest about his trauma. He's like, "Look, I I can't. It's too much. Mm -hmm. It's too much. All my friends are dying. I've seen some things that I wish I hadn't seen, and I just I just want to go home. I did my I I flown more I flown more missions than anybody else. Can I go home now? Yo, the mission thing. That mission thing got me because again, having not read the book, I did I did I wasn't I did not see that coming. And these SOBs just keep raising the counter. It's like, okay, so look, hard. I've flown this many missions. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm burned out. The PTSD is kicked in hard, but I'm almost out. I'm almost done. Can I just go home? Two more missions. 
I think I can do it. Yeah. All right. Just hold shaking down. Cool. How many more missions we got? I'm raising another five. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, and they like just kept going, and, and it's like that was it was well portrayed how that affected them. I like, like the that. Shit, the um the I think the mission quota started at the beginning at twenty five, something yeah. like that, yeah. And ended at the end of by the time the show ends, it's at fifty five, and it's yeah, like shit why? <laughs> that's that's thirty more missions yeah. that they threw at him in the like he would have been done, and even when he had reached fifty, mm-hmm. they took so long processing his paperwork for his discharge papers that he had to go back and do four more missions. And it's like... Yeah. Um, the dude, Kyle Chandler, when they swapped in um, the uh, commanding officers, and the dude, Kyle Chandler, became... Like, now, mind you, he's not the bad guy, bad guy, but he plays a pretty effective pseudo-bad bad guy. guy. No, yeah. he is the bad guy. Yeah. As far as Yo-Yo's point of view is at this point, mm-hmm. The bad guy who's is whoever who's not letting me go home alive. Yeah, no, I that's who the bad guy is. And I think Chandler was like perfect for that. I've never really seen him be. I mean, except for early edition, I talked about that. But except for that, I've never really seen him be like a a, a proper likable guy. Yeah, he's always and kind of a slightly, slightly asshole. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to say that about anyone. He's got that face. It's just like you know what? <laughs> it's a, no, when he was younger, he seemed very like. You know, had a more genuine look, but I think that's just something he does in his characters, and it's a character he plays very well. The the grizzled guy who has no patience for anything, yeah. but yeah, no, that's it's him a lot. Mm. He he always looks like really downtrodden and just like done with everything. Yeah, but his character in his show is stupid though. In the show, oh yeah, oh yeah, he's dumb. Well, yeah. he, he's 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 ambitious. Yeah, he's ambitious dumb. and dumb, and I actually think his lieutenant is more ambitious than he is, but because he's the because he's a higher-ranking officer, he kind of reminds the Corn, Colonel Corn. Mm-hmm. Lord, these names though. Yeah. Um, Colonel Corn was oh, he. You know, he reminds me of um the you know in Britain they had essentially officers had a soldier servant right. essentially, and it's kind of like the relationship that you saw in like Lord of the Rings between Frodo and Sam, like their servant soldier like takes care of them and looks after them. Yeah, it's a smithers and, to them, Mr. Burns. Yeah, yeah, like it's like a it's like a big deal to be that and to be in charge of taking care of this officer. Um and they they literally have to like put their lives down for them if necessary, but they do whatever's necessary. Much like and Smithers seemed, would do for Mr. Burns. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so like corn to me was like that, but because like like in years ago like in like we're, I feel like they probably don't do as much now but back way back when especially like when Tolkien was a was serving in the British armed service like officers are usually were higher born so so they're from like the aristocracy whereas people who were lower born were definitely starting as just your basic private and maybe you could get to that point of being a, a officer but it was yeah, harder no, they usually so those so like yeah so I, I feel like corn was one of those people who clicked on to someone who was in higher standing to elevate themselves in you know reflective glory kind of way mm. like he because i always felt like some of the worst things that um what you call the commanding officer would do were suggestions from Corn. Yeah. Like he'd be like, "Hey, maybe we should," and yeah. then he'd be like, "Yeah, we should do." And I'm like, "Wow, you're dumb." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. 
no, no. Sadly, I think that's possible. That's that's likely like a little more realistic than they intended. Yeah. So it's like message. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that character was probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's. I like... mean, part of the point is that the the upper you know rankings are dumb as hell. Oh, they, yeah. they promote major, major, major because of his name. Name. <laughs> Yo, I laugh my ass off at that part. Yeah, yeah I mean, major, was... major. I love how confused they were. They were like, oh no, we already have him on the dock. <laughs> we already scheduled him for these these major meetings. Yo, I love how they made it seem like his dad had this great sense of humor. And that's how <laughs> yeah. that, no, your like, dad no, your dad is dad's awful. Dick. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, your dad is the guy from the Boy Named Sue song. That's who your dad is. <laughs> <laughs> like, your, your dad is that guy yeah. who named you something awful because you because he thought it was funny yeah it's that's, not funny. that is that is that and is i love how they idea. talked about his father in the past tense which makes me think his father's probably dead and i was like his <laughs> yeah. mother killed him yeah. <laughs> uh, dude you know what as much as we talk about this i thought it was well acted i thought it was really well was. directed everything about this was great the story itself is just something i did not enjoy but it's like for all those other reasons the thumbs up yeah, I'm giving it a thumbs up. I think, like, from what I've seen, I'm giving it a thumbs up, though. So, yeah. And I'm also giving it a thumbs up because, honestly, probably more than anybody else, I really enjoyed this show. Um, yeah, that's the thing that, like, surprised me, how much you seem to enjoy it, though. I liked it. But you know what? I am a... I like dark humor, and I have a very jaded sense of humor. Like, in real life, I'm usually the person who's trying to be positive, no matter how realistic I feel. But... My humor is dark, and I like dark humor because there's a lot of crap in this world that you just kind of have to laugh at. It's, it, it, it's a, it, I think it's actually like a really more, realistic take on how a soldier might actually feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Despite conflicting opinions, it's actually a thumbs up all around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, everyone took something it's different. Like everyone's from giving it. it like a three. Well, you're well, higher, but it's like three point five out of five for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I just watched it like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so now we all got to play Dr. Mario World. Yes, we did. Which, I mean, dude, the name Dr. Mario has a long history, if anyone's a video game fan. Um, and I remember Dr. Mario from, like, way back in the days where it was just kind of like a, uh, not an immediate Tetris clone, but a game to kind of kind of operate on that same model and was more memorable for the music I'd like, than anything else. I like Dr. Robotnik's Green Bean Machine. Man, that's, a, that's a different franchise we all talk about. Yeah. It's a similar game, though. Yeah, but it's a way different, better game, though. It is a better game. Yeah, way better. All right, cool. We don't talk about that. <laughs> all right. Um, And it did not have the Dr. Mario cool music. Fair enough. You mean Dr. Mario World didn't have it, right? Yeah. Are you like an old school Nintendo head? Uh, not too much. Like, I never really got into Dr. Mario overall. Mm-hmm. So this, if this, like, even got the nostalgia right, I wouldn't have really reacted much to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always, I'm more of a Tetris guy or a Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. See, that's like, a I much am, better stop. game. Yeah, <laughs> I can beat anyone in this room at both those games. Eyes closed. Okay, but, challenge has been, gauntlet's been thrown. <laughs> we will see about this. But, you messed up today, boy. This game, <laughs> not really that. I don't know. I like it. Just it was also different from Doctor Mario. How I remember it, at least. Like usually, you got like he's sending pills down, yeah. and you got to match the color of the pills with the color of the viruses that are on the screen. Mm-hmm. Originally, you, got, you had to match four. Now you have to match three. three you yes. bring the pills up, but they, that's just a yeah. That's, that's a the, change to the mechanic. It used to go yeah. down, but now it goes up. That was the thing. it threw me off a little bit. You know, I was like, why make that change? Well, I think that was mostly um, a, uh, a what do you call it? A um, not a stylistic change. But a change in the game mechanics because since this is all touch, oh, true. And before you had a uh, controller, yeah, that it was makes probably sense. it was probably easier 
excuse me, to uh, manage how you're controlling the pills. That makes sense. Um, when they're falling, with this as they float up, but you can stop their movement. Yeah. By just holding it, you couldn't do that in the old game. That's just one of the things I mean, that they're doing, trying to capitalize. Stopping on of it the means nothing to... though, because yeah, you can't once it it's on the board, it can't. I mean, you could keep flipping it, but that's all you can do. Like, yeah, but you can take that extra second to think as well. If you stop it here, it's like, can I move it to the left? Can I move it to the right? And there's no timer in this. Uh, yeah. like, that's one of the changes. But they, it okay, never let's... stops moving. So once it passes a certain point, you can't get to certain areas. And no, that's... Right. Right. Well, let's talk about the the the, the, the design changes they made because that's a bigger thing, and especially someone who's. Uh, familiar with the older games, that's going to be a little jarring. The pills don't go down, they go up now. Yeah, you match a, three instead of four. That's an arbitrary decision, also. No. The it, three, I get it because thing. three match games are a thing. Yes. I get that. But the it going up instead of down seems arbitrary. Because other games like it have made it to mobile games, and they still go in the same direction every time. Tetris mobile. still comes down. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The concept of them expanding this into World 2 is something, I mean, yeah, granted, it was different, and it's it like, made the levels seem to go faster. I think what they're trying to do is capitalize more on the, well, we've got more level types, and so now you're not just waiting to cycle through them. It looks like Cookie Crush. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of like that, or like Angry Birds, where like mm-hmm. you got, you can like get high ratings for how well you solve each puzzle, mm-hmm. so I think that's how it, they want it to be. And it's still, there's a three-star on... Yeah. Um, scoring system just like any other three match game it, again you took Dr. Mario you made it in a three match game like and it's not even the kind that would um, that offers a lot of player incentive yeah. like Toon Blast is a really good three match game that offers a lot of player incentive to keep you playing for longer like I have a lot of times that I've played that game and realized I was stuck playing it way longer than I intended to because it kept giving me free lives or unlimited lives or player bonuses and, and all the while the camera's taking pictures of your face hey, and whatever. Yeah. Um, good thing I good thing I play naked. Anyway, um <laughs> So look at the camera when you say that. Um But yeah, that offers a lot of player incentive. Another game I play, Homescape, that also offers player incentive by letting you do something creative with the points you earn. So it's like this didn't give me enough incentive to want to keep playing when I would get frustrated on a level. Well, I could yeah. see, I could see them doing. Um, uh, well, correction. I can, I could, I could, I couldn't see them giving that much incentive for free. And one thing I noticed as I played more and more is the microtransaction in this game are out of control. Yeah, I hate those. like yeah. Any first of all, the game just like babies you for like the first few. Levels, I know they give you unlimited is, lives for the first like twenty levels, and yeah. that lulls you into it because then it becomes like ridiculous. Did you do any of the challenge levels? No. Mm-hmm. Those challenge levels are stupid, I and they just siphon the, the the hearts. And the game's goal, I think, is to frustrate you. And uh, it's like, okay, I just kind of want to take this and throw it against the... But I can't do that because it's my phone and I need everything else on here. <laughs> so, like, and, and the game, it's, it's very slick about it, too, because it's like, oh, did you fail? Are you out of hearts? Well, you know, if you just slip us a dollar, we'll throw you yeah. an extra See, two. That's the thing. Or if you slip us five dollars, we'll throw you ten. Or if you slip us maybe ten dollars, we'll oh throw you a hundred. so many transactions. And I'm just saying. Dude, it's a grift. It feels more like the original version of Candy Crush. Yeah. In yeah. that aspect whereas you'll also I have some issues with the mechanics of actually placing your stupid pills because <laughs> um, I don't know how many times like I meant for it to go one way and it didn't go that way and also that the three match has to be in a either horizontal 
or horizontal or vertical line. Yeah, and get and getting it horizontal is harder because yeah. you, the pills don't stop. Yeah, and so they you don't, can line it up, but so then they just keep going. So grouping and, doesn't count, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I hate when grouping doesn't count. I clearly have like six red ones all right here touching each other, but because they're not in necessarily three lines this way or three lines that way, it, it's just gonna not go, yeah. and it's just like this is annoying. And then you know what you need to do. Then you need to use one of the items that you acquired or you paid for. For, exactly. But you can acquire them in the game exactly three times, and you never see. I never saw any of the items that I was given <laughs> free again. Yeah. I could buy them all day. Yeah. I never I never just, yeah. like, I, was rewarded like I was later. Like, it's, like, it's fine, mm. but it's also... I don't know. There are better games. There, yeah. there are better games of this particular type that, and that exists. That me out because, dude, I stopped being a, a Nintendo guy a long time ago, and I was hoping every now and then I dip my toe back into something that I'm hoping will be like re- rejuvenate. Like, you know what? I feel a little less like you know, uh, like Nintendo doesn't care about me anymore with this installment. You know, <laughs> and I was I I kind of hope this would have been one. Did you uh, use the other doctors? No, no, I didn't get that far. I didn't okay. even bother. Like, yeah. Yo, I, 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 I got as far as doing the versus one, which I did one round, got real <laughs> and didn't Oh, did they crushed it. it out of you? I was just like, no. Because it, do- again, not to keep harping on Dr. Robotnik, <laughs> but I remember playing the versus in that, and it was way more fast-paced, and, like, I don't know, I just, it felt more rewarding when you hit your opponent. And it was easier to build up the energy in order to hit your opponent. Forever you, 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 you for just want to hit things, don't you? Up. Well, if that's the point of a battle mode, yes, I would like to hit them more than they hit me. And that but wasn't that's happening. That's not Nintendo, it though. Takes Nintendo so is, I'm going to sit next to you and I'm going to talk smack here. In the game, though, it's going to be all the sunshine original, and rainbows. But the original Dr. Mario game, it wasn't that hard to. Um, level up your bar so you can hit your opponent if you were doing a versus like so you just mad because they point. dumped down you want that challenge that hardcore you should have played the challenge mode because then you would hate this game with a passion fine <laughs> you're right i probably would have hated it um, no the whole thing the whole thing really felt you know, tell me yeah. tell me if uh, you agree or not the whole thing really felt like it was designed for those microtransactions oh yeah mm. you know, i feel like they put more into enticing you to buy more diamonds to buy more coins yeah, you don't get uh, to buy items yeah, it's stuff, absurd yeah. um, doctors. But, no, I'm not. I'm one of those people I don't really like microtransactions in my game. So if you don't offer, if you have things in your game that you only offer th- through microtransactions, mm-hmm. I'm kind of going to say screw you a little bit. Because yeah. it's like, because those build up. Like a dollar here, a dollar there. I'm sorry, I don't got that, that much disposable income to just be giving you all my pocket change. Mm. So, no. Yeah, no. They Let, can I have other ways of earning it like i don't mind playing your game because you're still advertising to me you're still getting money off my information for me playing your game so don't act like you're not but i don't feel the compulsion to have to do microtransactions and if you're forcing me to do it i really do not judge with you it'd be one thing if i chose to it's nothing when you put me in a position where i have to and it's like mm, i guess your game's not for me then yeah i also don't think this game's good enough to justify paying, oh so like, not the microtransactions. <laughs> no. Like, I don't even really want to play it for free, really. I think it's by far the worst of the Nintendo Mobile games. Oh, really? Out. Yeah. Damn. Alright. Yeah, tell it like it is. Yeah. yeah. Alright, no, I'm, I'm actually... I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say the worst worst, but this one was... I haven't played any of the other it, ones, to yeah. be fair. Mm-hmm. Well, it stopped being enjoyable for me, which is a... I mean, dude, I'm... 
I like Doc. I like the old Doctor Mario game, and I was I was I was a little tepid because I, I I'll, I'll admit I did hear some of the stuff beforehand where other folks were saying the game is like less of an enjoyable, you know, time uh, uh, what do you call it uh, a pastime and more of a well, I don't know, of, of like a, a, a money sink, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, ah, the game probably just, these cats probably just need to get good is all that is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, then, and, and I realized that I'm playing the game, even when you're good at it, you know, you're clearing out these levels and you're, you're picking up coins. It's joy. No. And they, they, well, they use it. the world mechanic where it's like, as you go along the path, look, there's coins everywhere. You can just yeah. pick, up, okay. pick up a coin here. Hold on. I pick up a coin here coin there. I got three free coins just for going from level to level. Cool. And I got 200 coins for beating this level. Awesome. But to actually buy stuff, how much does it cost? Oh, this is 8,000. <laughs> for the first le- This might be a yeah. problem. So like, I can I can play 70 of these levels and, and get one item. Or I can pay them like five bucks to get... I'm like, are you serious? Can, can, yeah. can I say how long it took me to realize I could click on those coins? <laughs> I, I think I got almost all the way through like the tutorial area because that's what I consider that whole first couple like yeah. the whole time you got those unlimited lives yeah. I'm like oh clearly this is more like the tutorial mm-hmm. and that's why it's super easy and that's why I get unlimited lives so I can blow through this and then get you know lulled into a sense of comfort and I think oh this will be easy and then you immediately crank up the hardness level as soon as I have to actually spend lives. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, and they slap you yeah. in the face with that post-haste. But, yeah. Mm. Like, it's not the world's worst game. But man, I was not entertained the way yeah. I would have wanted to be. Like, a lot of three-match games. Like, a lot of three-match games. So, the fact that this just didn't entertain me is strange to me. Because I, I usually play these games no problem, and I usually feel joy when I beat a level. And what was the main thing that, that, that killed that for you, though? Was it the microtransactions itself? Was it just the difficulty of the game? Was it the lack of incentives? Was it the um, kind of kind of really shameless use of the Mario uh, name mm-hmm. and and world without any actual, like... Well, anything else, anything that made it inherently Mario that would have made it, oh, it's cheeky, fun, I feel like I'm You know, this. maybe part of the thing is that I actually turned off the music and was playing Spotify while I played it, so it's... I didn't have the Mario music, but how about this? It didn't make me want to listen to it, mm-hmm. and I like okay. Mario's soundtracks, I've always liked their soundtracks, mm-hmm. and it's the fact that I didn't care for the music, there was something just not exciting about the gameplay, no player incentives and the like heavy emphasis on microtransactions which just kind of oh, yeah. pissed me off so it yeah no this didn't work for me yeah yeah i'm bummed too man i i had hoped like some of the innovations that they made the gameplay you got, you got a rainbow pill it takes out all this stuff you got the shells now it takes out a yeah. row the different doctors you know what hey with bowser you can take out two rows at random and then i bought this doctor and now i lose mario himself word <laughs> Alright, man. So, what were your impressions? Uh, just, I I didn't have much to say other than I did not like it. I, and I've played, like, all the Nintendo things that they put out on mobile games, like the Mario Run, uh, Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing. All those, a lot better. There's some microtransactions in most of those, too. Um, but it's not as oppressive as this one. Yeah. So, it really didn't uh, jive with me at all. I feel you, I feel yeah. you. You know what, I'm just going to go back and play Fallout Shelter again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to give this a thumbs down. And, yeah. I mean, 
Dude. Yeah, am I? No, y'all too? Yeah, yeah no. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to delete this off my phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you say going to delete this. It's been processing information this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I tried to give it another chance. I played it yesterday. I tried to give it another chance today, and I played it while I was on the train, so I didn't know to do. Um, I was just like, man, I'm just not getting anything off this game. Like, all the other games I play, I get more out of as far as entertainment value. I just didn't get any here. So. No, I feel you. All right, so it's Dr. Mario World. It's a free download. Is it worth that price of zero? Mm. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's also not really going to be a price of zero. No. If you want to get if, anywhere in yeah, it. Yeah, like, because if, if you want to even try to enjoy it, you're going to be spending at least a dollar. Um, Alright, so now yeah. let's talk about Frankenstein's monster, <gasps> monster, Frankenstein's monster's monster, monster, Frankenstein. Yeah. Terrible name. Um, Fantastic dude, this name. Was, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a mouthful to it's, say everything. That's because you're not saying it, that's why. Go ahead, bust it off for us, Jeff. Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster's, 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 monster's Frank. Monster. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. Frankenstein's monster's monster's No, 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 no do-overs, no do-overs. I said it right the first time. Yeah, sure. Probably. Alright, well, okay. All right, well, you want to break down what Frankenstein's monster's monster, Frankenstein. You're welcome. About what is this guy's name again? David Harbour. Thank you. Yeah. So it starts like a documentary, and he's talking about that all of his forebearers were great thespians. Yeah, his and father, he, his and he grandfather. Wants to do, and he wants to investigate like a piece of work that his father did mm -hmm. that, I guess, was... I don't know if it's supposedly important to his father, but he really wanted to. No, it was very important. Recreate, it was a play. Yeah, and he really wanted to like create some, like reimmerse himself in the memories, and it. Yeah. It's it, so I I thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's it, 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 it's it's never clear whether it's supposed to be a documentary or an investigative report. You know, like I don't it, think it, he knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's clearly like, he's flying by the seat of his pants. It seems like it's trying to straddle the line, but at some point also it goes to the interviews that he's giving where people are threatening him, and I'm just like, is it is it, is it a conspiracy? Because yeah. you didn't mention the conspiracy at the start. Was no. your dad like? Did he, did he, was there mysterious circumstances involved in someone's like, oh my disappearance? God. Like when he had his final notation of his father and he threw <laughs> the thing in the fire. <laughs> I'm like, there's no fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's silly to oh, say it's the least. Super um, silly. Oh, it's man, about David Harbour, the actor. He's playing himself in yeah, this. Yeah, this is a father. fictional yeah. version yeah, of him and his father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we're supposed to believe at the start there that it's just um, the men through his generations look so much alike. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently they all have the same name. Right. Yeah, David Harbour, David Harbour Sr., David Harbour Jr., David Harbour III, David yeah. Harbour Original. So he's playing himself through the ages. Yeah. yeah. Um, dude, this was. Uh, well, first of all, I went in thinking like this would be the shiz because it's a really interesting concept at the very least, you know. Um, I because like <laughs> well, um, Daryl McDaniels, DMC, uh, did something very much like this where it's like uh, he was adopted and he went on a quest to find. Well, you got a quest. It sounds all grandiose, but mm -hmm. he had a documentary series about him finding. But that was uh, real, like though. Wasn't it? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, that there's precedence for this for something like this. So I went in this thinking. This was like, it was, first of all, I went into this thinking this was a serious um, documentary series about him exploring his father's work who did do fic, who did do like fun fiction. So that's where the fun Frankenstein story came from. It was a thing his father did. And this is him in a serious show investigating oh, that, which made it, well, I mean, I know, I know. I that. know now, yeah. but Yeah, but, that, but that's what I had thought this was, you know, and I oh, thought that's a really interesting route oh. to take. 
Oh, fair enough. But I knew going in that this was a first. Same. Yeah, so I mean. Yeah, so maybe that's the difference. Like, yeah, we knew I saw, I saw going in. Yeah, I saw there. I was like, this is going to be weird and funny. Okay. Yeah, like, I'm like, uh, like, I had seen the trailer for it, and I'd heard a little bit about it. And so I was like, okay. And when I read the description, it says right there in the description that essentially it's a first. Well, I, can't, I can't be reading So I was like, <laughs> okay. So I knew what I was going in for, mm-hmm. but it was actually much more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. All right, see, now this, to me, I think really meshes towards a uh, style of comedy because the best way I can describe it uh, is if um, uh, if you if the Dr. Steve Brule show was yeah. being followed by a, but was being followed by a legit documentary crew. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think it's, like, it's the kind of thing that if it, like, just randomly popped up at 1 a.m. on Adult Swim, it would be a viral, like... <laughs> no, it would, totally. It would have gone viral. Thing. But it just popped up on Netflix, so it kind of just got buried with Stranger Things. Yeah, that's I, that, that, that's actually I think spot on. Yeah, because uh, it definitely did have that feel of Adult Swim is punking you. Yeah, a little. But yeah. again, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah like I, like I'm getting punked, but I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, this is um, punk me more. <laughs> well, this is David Harbor, guy we mentioned. Um, he was the uh, new Hellboy in the Hellboy reboot movie. The, the he one was... no one liked. You know, I, I I didn't hate it. I won't say I liked it per se, I but I, just... I I appreciated that they were doing something that wasn't just uh, we see uh, Ron Perlman in Hellboy makeup being Ron Perlman. You know, fair enough. Yeah. I, I is it, again, it's just the if it was not the movie anybody wanted. Mm-hmm. I think it was the issue with that. Not that it's a bad movie, but it's not the movie that the fans wanted. But you know what? Also, uh, David Harbour was not the problem with that movie. No, no, no I don't yeah, think it was good. him. He's a good yeah. actor. Yeah, I think uh, I like it... him as I like him as Hopper on Stranger Things too. Yeah. I, I think the that was the character. Actually, you know what? I had a hard time separating myself from the role of from Harper when you see him because because uh, he, the... he calculates so well. Yeah, it's just, it's just the, that face is is Hopper now. You know? Oh no, I get it. Some you, yeah. people can get buried in their characters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's often a that's often why a lot of people will want off of a really successful TV show at a certain point because they don't want to only be known as that character. Yeah. But um. Don't want to be the next Steve Urkel. Oh. That was hard for Julia White's career. Like yeah. it was hard to be in. It still is. I know. Yeah, but now like Sonic the Hedgehog. I know. Right. Him doing that voice work. Um, voice work was helpful for him, and he had to need. He needed time to age and look less like Steve Urkel. Yeah. And yeah. now he looks more like an adult man. So it's like. Well, he's always been. He's, he was an adult to Steve Urkel. That's the mess. That's the part. Of it. I mean, he was in his early twenties. Like when Family Matters en- ended, he was like twenty-two. Yeah, he ran that show. Yeah. But, okay, people like uh, Mark Hamill. Where it's like they get so um, associated yeah. with a role, like yeah. Yeah. on screen, nobody could see him as anything other than Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So it was really good for him that his voice acting allowed him to play a more variety of characters. Yeah, and I think so. I think he ended up playing a lot of villains, though. Yeah, he's, 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 got, he's got a good villain voice. Yo, his villain voice is on point. Oh no, it's great. Yeah. Like, I mean, he played two of the most seminal um, villains of a two different generations honestly because he had Who Joker because yeah. Joker from Batman anime series and then he was Fire Lord Ozai from um last yeah. Fire Lord Ozai yeah. from last air Zuko yeah. punk bitch he was a terrible father man yeah <laughs> I actually did like make a list of like top 10 worst animated fathers oh, and oh Ozai's okay. o- Ozai I mean every anime dad's a bad dad <laughs> I, I, well, Professor Oak yeah okay. worst dad of all <laughs> 
thought he was Gary's grandfather. Yeah. No, you know what I think? I think it's one of the background things where it's like, yeah, he's Gary's grandfather, but also just you know, quiet as kept. He and Ash's <laughs> mom had a. <laughs> just putting that out there, just saying. Um, no, it's just like, okay, Ash, I'm gonna teach you about these kids. I'm gonna teach you about these animals. How? Are we gonna sit here, study some books, and learn? You got, you know, pamphlets, and you got models, or, you, you know. No, I want you to go out into this dangerous ass world with these I mean, animals with superpowers, okay. and then try to trap them in this little ball. Okay, but let's be fair. I'm gonna send you out no food, no supplies, no this sleeping is bag. Pokemon just this backpack. Best described as a, a place where animals have superpowers. That, what you call it? Where you send ten-year-old children out into the world by themselves with one <laughs> pocket monster, where you where they go out and everything's gonna try capture to capture yes, other ones in order to do an elaborate dog fight. The Pokemon never yeah, attack the humans, so I mean they're safe. It's fine. Exactly. No, in the all, all, the time, all the time, baby. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, but like, not in the games. Not sure. <laughs> they're just standing there, minding their business, though. Pidgey wants to be left alone. <laughs> yeah, yo, every time in the games, they're getting smacked with a Q-Bone's bone, they're getting electrocuted by any, any, any yeah, number of the, the electrified time, animals. The, the animals, the Pokemon you're fire. catching are just minding their own business, and all of a sudden, you're like, Pidgey, go! <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying they don't have it coming. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you will, you, will get, you will get, I don't know, uh, sat on by a Snorlax at some point. Like, it's, it's like, can you imagine, just, you're just out in your little meadow, you're just chilling. Just hanging out with your real friends, and all of a sudden, this kid just shows up and smacks you upside the head with a pokeball. Mm. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> but who sent him out there? Your dad mm-hmm. or the random, ra- society, random scientist? Really? Because what society lets ten-year-old children just wander the wilderness by themselves? One with no positive male role models. That's why. <laughs> but then you got you got like a hill, and then you like go down the hill, and you, and, you and, and don't forget all those triangle-shaped donuts. That's mm-hmm. that's also yeah. We got donuts. Yeah, donuts. Because we can't say rice ball. We gotta call them donuts. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see the one really bad edit where they turned it into a foot-long sandwich, and it was supposed <laughs> to be rolling down? <laughs> I didn't see this though. No. <laughs> And don't 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 eat don't, don't eat the sandwich that's rolling. How down. would it roll? It's it's like a subway foot long, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? Okay, this this is this is this is a a world where um, you have uh, a dog deer creature that can evolve into a uh, into a into a mermaid. Into a into a fire breathing have, something or other into pure have, electricity. You have Pokemon oh, that are actually like, bags of trash. Yes, yeah. yes, you do. Like they're horses that are bags also of trash. horses that evolve to be on fire. You have like that's cool though. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, 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 get what you, you get what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't, I don't think physics is a, is a concern. And it's not physics and they and, also like, have like is a, a, they also have like really they can ever read Pokédex entries. I've they get not to. dark and yeah. scary. The Cubone one is messed up. Oh, it's so yeah. yeah, the skull of its dead mother. Yes, yeah. which when it becomes and it's also uh, always crying yeah. because it's wearing its mother's dead skull, oh, and yeah. its head. and then when it becomes Marowak, it becomes fused to its head, and I'm just like, oh, but yeah. I don't know. No. Is, did that start at some point and become like a like a cultural tradition? Pilot like like you evil. had to do yeah. that. <laughs> hey, you got you got eggs that turn into in a pop, pop pine tree. Yo, we gotten way off the point. So of much, Harbor. I don't even know how we got here. Well, okay, so David Harbor's father at some wow. point um, <laughs> produced a play because when he was at Juilliard, <laughs> right? He's like, and that's like how that. I got to Juilliard. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, God. But the when he was at Juilliard, he, 
uh, uh, wrote this play. And performing the play had like all these hidden messages, and that's what we're like investigating. We're investigating the man, we're investigating the play, and we're investigating the hidden meaning within the play by interviewing the remaining, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, the actors, the and actors that are still alive. I love how they did the parody of Inside Actors Studio yeah. with the Inside Actors trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, was, what was that? Alfred Modine? The, no, yeah. um, um, Alfred Molina. Uh, Alfred Molina. Yeah. Molina, thank you. Yeah, Alfred Molina. He opens his trunk like this every time. Yeah. I always, I always no, remember no, him from that movie, with... Chocolate. Like, Chocolate. Uh, it's, called, it's called Chocolate. That's Chocolate. That's how we say it in the hood. Chocolate. It's French. Yeah, it's French. Can I get a ticket for Chocolate? What you call it? And I also had Johnny Depp as an Irish hippie pirate. It was a thing. Yeah. Um, that man's been a pirate all his life. Hmm... But Alfred Molina, who I, I yeah, he's he's another one. That he's, I, yo, I love him. I have a hard time dissociating him with that. And I've seen him in a lot of great stuff. Yeah, no, he's but such he's an actor. always Doc Ock now. It's just like yeah, he's but just you Doc know Ock. what? That was the best of the um Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. Oh so yeah, it's for sure. Fine. Yeah, yeah. But um, Alfred Molina's in this, and I don't remember seeing him like featured prominently in the advertising. No one really is except for David mm-hmm. Harbor. Yeah, because he's only one that I guess he's one. He's in it the most. Alfred Molina? Yeah. No. no oh, no, no. no. David Harbour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in it the most, so yeah. fair okay. enough. And, and it, it stars it's, him. Yeah, like the whole project kind of sits on him, so I get why. Everybody else is is, uh, is really kind of glorified cameo. Yeah. Cameos, and it's a weird-ass project. It's so much like, of it's a weird-ass project. Two, like the older two people, who are they? Oh, my God. Who's that guy? I know you're talking about. He's one of these actors. He's, he's a face, but he's like... He's been yeah. forever. Yeah. And I've seen him in everything, and why can't I think of who he is right now? Or anything I've no, seen I him in. I can't even think of one thing I know, but I like I know that dude's face. Well, he's I like... They, well, he... David Harbour and Alpha Molina, the only like recognizable people was like, I can place that somewhere. But I want to know what's up with like the one actress that, uh, even though it's been like decades later, she's still the exact same, same age oh, yeah. as uh, she like, was back in like, you know, we're gonna, 1970. We're going to assume she had whatever. some impressive nip tucks. I don't know what kind of, what kind of voodoo doctor she's going to. But. I don't know whatever one Cher goes to. Okay, <laughs> that's the, okay. There's alien DNA there. That's a different case. No, 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 no. Uh, okay, she doesn't okay, look so anything like she did when she was um younger. But the thing is, Cher? she still looks young. Yeah. In comparison, like she doesn't look like she did, but she does look not old. She looks stretched tight. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So let me get y'all's impressions then, because I thought this was kind of haphazard. It had more of a uh, we're trying to go for a weird um old TV show look. Then a we're presenting footage uh, that is authentically uh, from back then. Does that make sense? Because like yeah, if, if you watch if you watch an old VHS tape, you don't oh, no. constantly see like the tracking lines and such. Right. But anything that's supposed to look old always has the tracking lines all over the place. You know oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It's, it's like almost they forced that as opposed to. Oh, just have you have you ever seen like an original recording of like a Broadway play from any time before 1993? <laughs> Not recently, but you have though. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah, what, it's that what, same what, kind what, of grading and color. What is it? What, describe it. What is it? It's like it's professional quality film, so you don't get the lines and all that. But the colors are kind of washed out looking because yeah. it's older film. Like just because okay, you know you, it didn't pick up the same kind of spectrum of color that you see now. Okay. All right. An example I would use would be like if you ever go back and watch on like ESPN Classic or something, an old basketball game. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because these are like quality camera equipment, so mm-hmm. the the picture's clear and all that. Um, but the color grade it, the, it hasn't stayed. Yeah. Like the color grade is definitely down 
just because you know older cameras just didn't pick up the same spectrum color. Nothing. Um, in terms of uh, uh, Frankenstein's monsters, Monster Frankenstein, uh, dude, th this felt it felt like really disjointed to me. Like I understand it, it wanted to be like. Um, it wanted to be like all these different things at once, mm -hmm. but I don't think they melded together well. Cause he's doing these, he's doing these like odd commercials at, at some point, you know, oh, and then oh the commercial, he throws in these commercials and then you go to the play and then you go to the interview today. And then there's a whole like running gag with a gun and Chekhov's <laughs> gun that doesn't really seem to go anywhere. I and then. I love that they mentioned the whole thing yeah. about Chekhov. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right it keeps coming back. Uh. <laughs> All right, we got we got very different different yeah, different points. You could if, if you notice, because I'm I'm paying attention right now. I'm just like, and they got this weird thing with the gun. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, the gun! And you're just like, damn. I don't know, maybe because I I, I watch a lot of like theater, so mm -hmm. that's what it feels like to me. Well, the concept um, of Chekhov's gun, if anyone doesn't know, the Chekhov, concept of Chekhov's gun is if you show a gun in the first act, it's going to come back again and be a poignant like, no, figure. It has to go off by the end, by, by the, the end. third act. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be fired. Yeah, and this was a, this was a, a phrase coined by um, Ensign Chekhov in Star Trek novels. <laughs> Um, but no, it's like, it's like, I get that. And they use those as like gags in the play, but they use it to emphasize the weirdness. And I felt like it was, it was it trying to be so weird made it overly weird for me. You know, I, I like, I like I comedy it, that's aware of itself, I, but this was like forcing that. Fair enough. I think for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but mm -hmm. for me, I feel like it crosses the right line into camp. Yeah. So once it's camp. It doesn't matter anymore. It's funny because yeah. <laughs> for the sake of itself. Yeah, I feel like it captured like a project that started simple. It's like David Harbour gonna pay tribute to his dad, and then just spirals so wildly out of, out of control so fast that I, you know, it's just it's like, fun to just keep up. Just like watch this I don't weird know thing. why the fireplace joke was so funny to me, <laughs> but the fire like, like he's like my dad's a, the monster, and he throws the script into the fireplace but there's no fire <laughs> <laughs> I guess symbolically what we're doing but there's no fire and it's just a weird play even if you took it straight at face value that is a weird play yeah the fact <laughs> that he's taking it so seriously yeah. makes me want to laugh because you're like but it's absurd it's a play about Frankenstein pretending to be his monster so that he can get funding to do more <laughs> I'm like, what is this? This is like that movie with, um, what's his name? Oh, God. Well, um, what, what was the movie? Um, I can't name, think of some, I can't Describe think of the name. It. It's, um, about a scientist who's supposed to be researching, um, this tribe, like, out in, like... Kippendorf tribe? Yes. Yeah. Oh, if you want, Wow. <laughs> You won't. That's the most. I think that might be the most obscure <laughs> made on this show ever. And we sat here and talked about like what was it, Anti Mame, and whatever what was that other um like uh the, the, the white Christmas movie. Mm. Um, and then you gonna throw out like Crippendorf's Tribe of all things. If anyone doesn't know, Crippendorf's Tribe is a movie with um uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Thank you. That's what I was trying a, to name. A doctor slash scientist who fakes finding. Uh, 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 undiscovered the... tribe, uh, <laughs> deep in the jungles of so and so. I'm like, because they spent all his research money, and <laughs> what you call it, they had to produce some sort of results. So they just film their children and the rest of their family pretending to be this tribe in their backyard. Yeah, that's a that's a deep pull right there. Um, 
all right, I, I think I get what you're saying. It's like, each you're trying to say he presents this um, miracle of miracle of science in an attempt to replace the money that was squandered earlier in uh, the initial run of, oh, I promised a miracle of science. Yep, and but then I shot it, so... Wait, I didn't get that. Was there an actual monster that he shot? Yes. Okay, I mean, I missed that. I, 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 I think I checked out. Because he played both Frankenstein and his monster. That was supposed to be a thing. They looked identical. Wait, so I thought he was faking the monster the whole time. He no, was no, actually no. the real monster. No, he's supposed to... He's supposed to be... Fra I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be Frankenstein and he shot his monster, even though you, it could be read that way. Okay, I thought um, he was faking the monster to get the money and then at oh, some no, point he was trying to get laid like, as yeah. the monster. Oh, that too. <laughs> Yeah, I checked out of this mother. Yeah, <laughs> yes. mm -hmm. I was done with this. Yeah, All right, no. so so it's Frankenstein's monster, monster. Frankenstein's monsters, monster. Frankenstein, uh, where David Harbour plays the monster and plays Frankenstein and plays him. Yeah, yeah, himself yeah. and I, his father. Know, thumbs down for me. This was. This, 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 I gotta go up. Uh, way up. I loved it. I'm gonna watch it again when I. I'm get so up. gonna watch it again. Damn. I show it to my girlfriend. Like, <laughs> no, I like. I'm gonna show it to my husband. Yeah. Like, this is the most absurd thing. I was like, matter of fact. And then watch it. Oh, and I love he's like, oh, you know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> this is definitely one of those watch no, and ba bake and watch kind of situations. Yeah. Like, man, I'm gonna oh, go man. off. I'm gonna go out see if I can find this somehow in a physical copy, just so I can take it somewhere and bury it and spare someone else. The, uh, the, yes, the, that the works with a streaming. Thing. Yeah, I'll just. Send I liked it. To it. I thought it was too. funny. Yeah, I, it was creative. Yeah, it was we fun. Were very obviously mixed on this one. Yeah. Um, like we have very different taste paths. Yo, absolutely. Yes, we do. Which right, is but ours good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this has been the Geek Down. <laughs> <You're off. laughs> Thank you so much. Um, okay, so it's Fra it's um, Frankenstein's Monsters, Monsters. See it for yourself. It's available on Netflix, starring David Harbour. Who I mean, I'll give it up. I'll give it to him. He's trying something new, and I think trying to break away from so much from that the association with uh, Hopper, with uh, Sheriff Hopper. We don't and know. It, oh, at yeah. the very least, I mean, yo, he he, he can act. He can kind of. Um, he acts really well. Actually, it takes more to do that kind of silly mess and keep a straight yeah, face no, than not, it does to do like straight drama sometimes yeah, believe it or not I'm, not I'm not hating on the man it's just i yo i hate this so much that just yo <sighs> see you and i never hate the same things yeah. no except for except for dark phoenix we both did oh yeah no right. that, that movie can, yeah, <laughs> you know what before, before we go off on the way, yeah. all right so frankenstein's monster, monster frankenstein it's available on netflix now i mean check it out if you're into it if you're into that kind of humor think of it along the lines of uh, i mentioned dr c Along that lines, or a Tim and Eric yeah. type show, mm -hmm. so one of those things. Uh, what is that, Mighty Boosh? You know that type of stuff. Yeah, but uh, if, if you're not, then you know, don't do it to yourself. Go out. Dude, that is a raucous laugh out loud, knee slapping comedy. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. So this has been the Geek Down. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action, fun-filled episode. I want to thank Shane. Hit it one time. Ba Boom. I want to thank Jay Palapal. Hit it one time. Ba Boom. Yes, they did yeah, bang okay. my elbow. And I'm gonna play yeah. it off. Audrina, thank you for joining us. Hit it. All right, I want to thank you. Also, if you heard anything on, on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or, yo, find us on, on social media. You can do that anyways. Like and subscribe on Facebook slash The Geek Down. Comment. Instagram slash The Geek Town. See our faces. Yes, comment all over the mother. Uh, dude, uh, friggin' uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm like, you know, if you comment during the, the live stream, I'll definitely answer you. You will? Yeah, but if I actually saw somebody comment. 
right. Cool. Not, no, it's just I don't see it during the live. Mm-hmm. It'll be like after the fact. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. We rectify it now. But I feel like since you said that, we're going to get so many dick pics. All right, so also, you can just go to geek-down.com and see all latest and greatest good stuff there. And we'll catch you all next time. Same bat time, same bat. It's not even a channel. Why do I say that? Because but, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. All right, until then, be excellent to each other. Peace.